When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're very welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. Now, you may remember a few weeks back, myself and Fergal Lynch of the Meath Chronicle discussed some of the issues facing Meath GA both on and off the field. The headline item, I suppose, is, of course, the redevelopment of Park Talton and notwithstanding the COVID-19 situation, it has yet to get off the ground. So what's the latest and when can we expect to see work begin? To help shed some light on the issue, I'm joined by Noel Dempsey, who is chairman of the Park Talton Redevelopment Committee. Um, Noel, thanks very much for taking the call. I know you were listening in a few weeks ago and you got in touch to, to come on and talk about this. Um, can you maybe give us a brief overview at the minute of where the project is at? Uh, yes, indeed. Thanks for the opportunity, David. Um, where we're at is just at tender stage, um, which means we have to finalise the tender documents. Um, and once that's completed, and once we're given the go-ahead to complete that, um, it should we should be able to commence within probably a six month period from that. Um, I'm, I'm conscious that there hasn't been a whole lot of news about this, uh, and that's partly partly uh, came out in the in the interview. But we're not exactly free agents in it, David. Um, we uh, are subject to Croke Park and um, the instructions we receive from them from time to time. Um, and um, we w- were in a position in January of last year where we were nearly finalising the tender process when we were told to uh, cease any um, funding or spending any money on the project because of the COVID. And uh, we we had to do that. Um, we probably would would have been ready to commence much earlier than this. Uh, if that happened or isn't. Yeah, so the COVID situation has obviously impacted on, on everything. But I mean, I, I do recall, I think that it was back in 2019, there was talk that after the Mead Offaly game in the Championship, that, that things could start then. So have, have there been a few kind of delays even outside of the COVID situation that have impacted? Um, no, not really. I mean, the COVID thing really impacted on it, to be honest with you. Uh, we would have expected, um, had things gone uh, smoothly, if there was no COVID uh, we would have uh, been able to finalise the tender documentation by mid-2019. And uh, there, there's uh, reckoned to be about a six to eight month period where we'd uh, advertise the tender, um, uh, select uh, those that were tendering and uh, once uh, and then submission of tenders. So you would still have been talking about the middle of this year before we would have been commencing uh, the project anyway. 
But despite the fact that there doesn't seem to be anything happening, uh, quite an amount of things have been happening uh, all throughout 2019. Um, As you know, We made a grant application for this under the Large Scale Infrastructure Fund and got provisional approval for six and a half, six point two million under that scheme. Uh, Since then, we've submitted a business case uh, to justify and a multi-criteria assessment, another document about 100 pages long. Um, and we still are submitting further information on that. So that's been ongoing and have been um, in the region of 20 to 30 meetings about that uh, over that over the period since the beginning of 2019. Um, in addition to that, um, we were asked in, in January 2019 as well by the chairman uh, if we could look at potential ways to raise finance for the project and um, in the around March or April last year, we reported a, a number of suggestions, mm-hmm. um, a, a Royal Avenue or a kind of buy a brick scheme, a prepayment scheme for seats, uh, corporate sponsorship and naming rights uh, were three of the ones we looked at. But each one of those we think requires some visibility of the project starting or about to start um, and uh, because a halt was put to the project, we didn't feel we could uh, launch any of that or, or uh, go out to the public looking for backing and support in those circumstances. Uh, the fourth uh, fundraising that we identified was the Immigrant Investment Programme. And um, we, we reported back um, to management on that. I was aware of this scheme uh, through my consultancy business and um, we pursued this particular scheme. We made an application for it and we were successful in getting the Park Talton Development Project approved for an IIP. And what what that means is we're approved. Uh, if we can source donors, uh, we're approved for up to nearly 13 million euro on the, this particular scheme. Uh, this is a, a scheme that's used by government for investment and for donations. Um, we've already received one donation in this um, of 400,000. And we hope uh, by Q1 of 2022, perhaps to have um, a further um, four more uh, donations. Okay, which bring it up to two point four million. Just, just, uh, on, just sorry, no, just on the on the actual funding at the moment, because one of the things you would have heard us discuss in the in the chat with Fergal a few weeks ago was the you know the, I think the only word for the draw was the catastrophe in terms of what it raised versus what it was expected to raise the house draw. So, in terms of actual funding that's right there right now to start going on, I know that there were phases involved. It's going to be phase one, phase two, phase three for mm. the development. So, in terms of what's there for phase one I assume that that phase plan is still in place and I know cost change and everything else so what's there at this moment in time for phase one well what what we have is um, the provisional approval for the 6.2 million from the LSSIF grant we have um, a further approval for 1.6 million from Croke Park we have a minimum of 400,000 we would uh, expect to be getting a bit more from Leinster Council 
and uh, we have the currently just the 400,000 but we would expect as I say by Q1 of 2022 to have another 2 million uh, in, in the bank in relation to the uh, IIP scheme. Um, now you're right about one thing I mean we're looking at this on an ongoing basis I think anybody that's involved in a a construction, uh, whether it's a house or a commercial development at the moment, you're looking at uh, construction costs uh, escalating. And obviously that's uh, something, a, a severe worry to us. Uh, it, it, it means that we will have to look again, revise again, um, do our costings again, because our last costing was in the middle of June last year. Uh, and um, it had increased, uh, costs had increased by about um, 10% at that stage from the previous year. So obviously that's a great concern to us. Okay, so just to get back to that question about phase one, is it very hard then to say what's, what it's going to cost and what, you know, how much of that you actually have at the moment? It's extremely difficult to say it. Um, uh, the original cost for that was about $12 million. That's the basis on which we got the grant. Um, and uh, with inflation, that, that is bound to be north of that. Now, we, we haven't gone to the expense of getting our very good um, quantity surveyors to, to give us a final figure until we kn- knew or until we know and get the go-ahead to do the final stages of the tendering process. But yes, it's a serious concern to us. Um, it's it's something that we are going to have to um, uh, look at very, very seriously um, as soon as we get any kind of a nod at all from Croke Park. Um, there is one other thing that has happened in the, in the well, there's a couple of other things that have happened. Um, Croke Park has indicated, as I said to you, that they're giving us a grant of 1.6 million. Leinster Council are, uh, have committed to uh, at least 400,000 at this stage. Um, we had an original expectation that Croke Park and Leinster Council would be giving us more. They usually Croke Park usually gives about 20 to 30 percent for a project like this. Uh, but again, because of the COVID situation, they have had to cut back on that. Um, Leinster Council. Um, we had an indication of a million euro of a grant for the, from them again pre-COVID, and again uh, that's likely to be affected. So um, we've established now. Um, instead of a redevelopment committee, a company limited by guarantee because we needed to do that for the IIP scheme and uh, that company is now legally established um, and will have its first meeting shortly and I'm sure one of the first items on the agenda will be revising and looking at the plans and getting up-to-date costings um, to, to see what the scale, what scale of a project we can continue with um, and how much it's going to cost. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just while you're talking about that, one of the things that was, was mentioned and I think concerns were expressed about the size of this project when it was announced and from what you're saying there, it doesn't sound like it's out of the question that, for example, the capacity could be severely reduced and you could be looking at a much smaller smaller stadium than it was originally envisaged. Is that, is that on the table as well? Well, it's not considered yet um, because, as I say, we we need to look at all aspects of it. Uh, The beauty of the planning permission that we got, David, is that it is um, it's based on a master plan. Um, It's a bit like what used to be a, a strategic development zone. We got permission to develop you know, the full development of Park Talton was an all seater, all covered uh, stadium um, and heights were maximum heights were specified um, and, and so on. But it is a very flexible planning permission. Um, we, we are talking currently of uh, phase one being a 4,000 seater covered stand. Um, and we would hope to do that. Um, but there's there's no restriction on us as to um, whether we make that smaller, whether we make it bigger. Uh, the design is not uh, specific. We we get permission from the county council for each phase. But so the flexibility of the planning permission will be a big help to us there, and we'll obviously adapt uh, design and. Uh, capabilities, uh, capacity, sorry, uh, to the uh, amount of funding that we think we can reasonably raise. Yeah, and just on that, I mean, you know, the Irish sports history is littered with with um, scale models of, of stadiums that never got off the ground as well, you know. But yeah. w- would it not be a bit of an embarrassing kind of a t- about turn here if, if Mead were not able to build this stadium when, when a lot of people from the beginning said it was too ambitious, it was too ambitious, it was too big? I, I appreciate what you're saying about the flexibility, but would it not be a little bit... Um, as I say, a little bit embarrassing if the stadium that was originally put out into the public arena doesn't happen. I, I don't think um, I don't think that's a question at the moment. Um, uh, I'm, I'm only trying to be as realistic as I possibly can. Sure. Um, and at the end of the day, what we want, uh, what the Gales and County Meath want, is a modern stadium uh, that's fit for purpose, um, and um, hopefully. Uh, that'll be eventually a 22,000 seater um, covered uh, uh, covered stands all around. Uh, it's going to take, and we always said it was going to take some time to do that. Um, but we have to cut our cloth to suit our measure. And um, we, there's no way 
that uh, the Park Carlton Development Committee uh, or the CLG uh, that will be in place will want to be doing something that's not affordable or can't happen. Um, embarrassment doesn't come into it. It's more the practicalities of what we have to produce. But what we want at the end of the day is an absolutely modern stadium that the people of Meath and the Gales of Meath can be proud of. Absolutely, yeah. And I think everyone can agree with that. Just another another thing that, that came to mind there, I did wonder if everybody in the county is pulling behind this and rolling in behind it as they might be. And the reason I asked that question, as I'm sure you're aware, is former Chairman Barney Allen wrote a letter to the GA's top brass, including Tom Ryan, raising concerns about several issues. He also sent a copy to Mead Secretary Murray Delaney. He claimed that the, the majority of the delegates and indeed management of Cush and me are not fully aware of what planning permission was sought from Mead County Council and the conditions attached. Now, for me, a former chairman going public with something like that doesn't uh, bode well. Was that something that surprised you when you saw that letter? It was very surprising because the public uh, the planning process is a public one. Uh, we held an information meeting with all the sketches and designs and layout and the planning application prior to submitting it. Uh, and a lot of people came in. I'm not sure whether Barney came in to have a look at it or not, but a lot of people came in. A lot of members of the public came in, uh, local residents. Um, I think I think what he said, though, is that, you know, you can put those out there, but the general public might necessarily understand well, the, the complexities of it. I think that's what that was one of the points well, he made. Well, I wouldn't insult the intelligence of, of the people of Mead in, uh, that they couldn't uh, understand what was there. Since... Um, the application was made. It was judged by Meath County Council and uh, the planning permission was granted and that's a public document as well and everybody is is welcome to go on uh, the website of Meath County Council. Um, So, I mean, I I don't understand uh, the criticism. I know they don't know that uh, a lot of people would not know a lot of intimate technical details but they do know what is being planned a modern stadium for uh, County Mead one that we can all be proud of and I'm sure Barney will look forward to the day that that happens as well yeah, I suppose, you know, the reason that I found that quite surprising was because it suggested, you know, if, I would have thought if the, the former chairman had an issue, he could have spoken to somebody within Cushion and me quite easily. Um, but to go to GEA headquarters about it struck me as, as a little bit strange. Was it was it sort of disappointing as much as anything for you to, that, that they had to go to that level? Um, Lucas, uh, you'll have to ask Barney why he did that. I, like, genuinely, I, I don't understand why... Uh, there were issues raised about, um, uh, you know, who was consulted and so on. Every single decision that was made in relation to this project uh, was decided by the county board. Uh, and all of the important decisions as they went were decided by the county board delegates. But club officers were also invited. Now, club officers don't have a vote at a county board meeting, but the various chairpersons of the county board that have been in place uh, since the project started uh, have always tried to involve the clubs as much as possible. And not only do they have county board meetings where the delegates or the voting people uh, have attended, but they also invited officers of clubs so that the maximum number of people would know what was going on. Um, and I, I think they've been very fair. At the end of the day, the Development Committee, uh, Lee Mulvihill, myself, Seamus Kenny, and various officers of the County Board um, are can only act on the instructions of the County Board or the management. 
And that's what has been done throughout this process. Just finally then, Noel, you mentioned there um, the grants and the, the various kind of options you had for financing. But again, to go back to the, the fundraising element of it within me, I know one of the things that myself and Fergal discussed a few weeks ago was whether there's you know enough engagement from the, the people in me to get behind these projects. And the, the house draw would suggest there wasn't. Now, I just kind of wondered what lessons have been learned from that in terms of the fundraising that will happen going forward for the next stages of the project? I, I think valuable lessons. I mean, the, the draw was successful from a club point of view. Um, uh, and, and I think the lessons that were learned uh, from that, which is a matter for the county board rather than me, I'm, mm. I'm only trying to d- deliver the project. But I do, I do agree with the, the fundamental point. One of the points that was being made in that discussion you had a couple of weeks back, and it's part of the reason why I... I uh, made contact with you was that uh, just to try and make sure that people are aware of what's happening and that there are things happening and so on. And we probably do need, uh, even as a committee, um, hence my interview, uh, we do need as a committee to keep people better informed as to what's happening because I have no doubt um, from the feedback I get from people, even people that are not GEA people, around the county. They'd love to see a modern stadium, uh, which would be good for the, the town now. It would be good for the county. It would obviously be good for the GEA. If you want to get support for that, if you want to get funding for that, you have to keep people informed. You have to tell them what's happening and you have to uh, try and ensure that uh, the maximum amount of information is in the public domain. And that's something that uh, they... Uh, CLG, the company limited by guarantee, will be trying to ensure from now on. Just one final question before I let you go. Um, how confident are you? You mentioned that you're hoping to, to get work started later this year. How how confident would you be that, you know, before the end of, of this year, uh, we'll have some, some sort of movement? And I understand it's the stand side that's going to be developed first. Is that correct? It's the North Terrace side that's going to be, uh, it's the Terrace side that's going to be developed okay. first. Um, that was a decision again made by the county board with um, club uh, officers. Which took, it took a bit of time to reach that decision, I believe. <laughs> it, it, well, it did. Yes, it was. It was. Um, it was only formally put to the county board. Uh, I think in May 2020. Um, but that's they, they, they decided on that unanimously. Um, they, what, what will happen? We have to. We have to get our approval uh, and go ahead from Croke Park uh, and from. The time we get that, whenever that is, I, I, I just don't know. It will be a nine-month lead-in for the tender process um, to appoint the contractor to do the necessary negotiations. So the answer to your question really is uh, it will be shovel-ready or starting uh, on-site about nine months after we get formal approval from Croke Park. So you don't know when you'll have that formal approval then? I, I have no idea at this stage. And is pressure being put on Croke Park to get this done? Well, we're, obviously we're in co- contact with Croke Park and Croke Park have tried to be as helpful as they possibly can. Uh, we, we put a certain amount of pressure on to try and establish what kind of support that they, they might give us. And in fairness, um, they, they told us that at the back end of last year. Um, 
but Croke Park have been scalded on more than one occasion uh, in relation to uh, projects and uh, with the current uncertainties um, I, they're going to be very careful about any project that, that's going forward. We're one of the lucky ones in that uh, we have been approved as a project. Um, we have been allocated funding by Crow Park as a project um, as have the other LSSIF uh, grant um, schemes. Um, but uh, we can't go ahead without their final approval and, say, and, and they won't give us that until they're satisfied. It can be completed and the finances will be in place. Okay, well, sure, it'll be a little while longer so before we see any work, but we'll keep it. We'll keep a close line at Nolshire. We might, we might catch up again in a, in a few months' okay, time and see where time. we're at. Thanks very anytime. much. Okay, thanks, David.